Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. What life lessons can we gather for ourselves from these celebrities who are going through it in the public eye for our enjoyment? I am your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Petty Pop Culture from TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube. If it's not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. You're my ride or die. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for joining. You are always welcome. Take a seat wherever you would like in the classroom. Oh, you guys, the tea today is wild. Kim and Kanye had their trial, and we're going to get into the results of that. The results literally just came back of whether or not Kim Kardashian is legally single. Uh, not every single detail was released because I'm not kidding you. Right before I picked up this mic, five minutes before is what the news uh, article said. So I'm going to get into the results of that. I hope you guys are having a beautiful Wednesday and a really good week so far. There's a lot to look forward to this weekend. The weather is getting so much better. People all over my campus are getting outside and talking to each other and, you know, playing frisbee and on the quad like a normal college campus would. So it seems like humans are just generally feeling better this week. Tonight, I am going to have such a fun night. I'm so excited. I've had like a rough past two days just because like so much homework and work. But guess what I'm doing tonight? So at a bar at my college, they are hosting a Taylor Swift night. And I'm going and I'm so excited. Me and my friends are all going and we're all dressing as like different Taylor Swift eras. I My plan right now is to make... I'm going to be fearless uh, era Taylor. And I'm going to make a Junior Jewels t-shirt that she wears in the You Belong With Me video. Which if you're a stan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You can picture it. And I'm just going to dance to Taylor Swift songs all night. They said they're going to make Taylor Swift's favorite drinks. So I'm going to drink her favorite drinks. And just have the best time they're selling like merch and everything so it sounds like a perfect night right the only problem is that it is being hosted by another guy on this campus who is a taylor swift stan who i used to talk to who we got into a fight and we had to block each other so we are not on good terms but i really wanted to go to this night so i'm hoping I don't see him because he will kick me out if he sees me. So I'm very nervous. I hope he's not like working the security gate. I bought my ticket though. So I feel like he should let me in and just get over it. Um, and he was the one who was fucked up to me. He he was the asshole. So he has nothing to be upset about. Anyway, I'll let you guys know how that goes. Also, Queen Elizabeth is alive. She was seen on FaceTime or so they say, or so it wasn't a deep fake, they say. But Queen Elizabeth seems to be alive after reports of her dying from COVID, so good for her. Anyway, let's get let's talk about what the lessons are today. Kim and Kanye hearing, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about all the crazy euphoria rewrites that were supposed to happen in the season two finale that would have changed everything. And then we're going to talk about the one euphoria cast member that has not signed on for season three yet. Then we're going to talk about how one of the Kardashian sisters keeps hanging out with her other sister's exes, many of their exes. You can probably already guess who it is. And then lastly, we're going to talk about Emma Chamberlain quitting YouTube and why the queen of YouTube is done. Also, where the Dolan twins have been. We're going to get into basically YouTubers who are no longer YouTube. And yeah, um, before we get into it, if you can just rate this podcast on Spotify 5 Star, it would help me so much. Rate it 5 Star on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. 
post it on your Instagram story to let people know you're listening to it. That's a way we can grow the podcast organically. And it would really just help the algorithm push me forward if more people saw it, rated it. So please do all that. And yeah, let's get into it. Welcome to Pop Culture University. Take your seats. Let's get right into the Kim and Kanye stuff. I know that it's what you guys want. So Kim and Kanye had their trial just a few minutes ago today, March 2nd. And the big thing up for stakes here was Kim Kardashian's marital status. If she will be allowed to be returned to legally single and be able to drop the name West from her last name. If you remember going into this, Kim had her whole defense about why she deserves to be legally single. And that is because Kanye will not respond to his lawyers or his attorneys to go through with the divorce proceedings. Uh, Kanye actually just fired his third divorce lawyer. So he would not go through with the divorce proceedings despite having filed over a year ago. Also, Kim cited his harassing social media posts as a reason why they need to be separated. She said that he was spreading misinformation about both of their parenting and their communication on social media and it was causing her and her family emotional distress. He said that she kidnapped their kids. He said that she put out a hit for his life. Kim was just basically saying that Kanye needs to feel the separation of us being no longer uh, legally married and me being legally single so he can just move on with his life and so we can all move forward with our next chapter of our lives. Kanye came back and said she should not be legally single and he had his whole defense of that they need to still be married because he needs his assets protected by a set of conditions that Kim has rejected and that their prenup wasn't necessarily valid yet because of some... uh, legal specificities with it so Kanye West is basically saying that because their prenup wasn't valid he needs to protect his assets and that would just take a much longer time to sort out before it would be safe to call Kim legally single and he was basically just trying to come up with a bunch of excuses to keep her trapped in this marriage with him even though being proclaimed legally single in a divorce filing is common practice while prenup and asset distributions are still going on it just helps both parties involved move on. That's exactly what Kim wanted. So Kanye did have this whole defense, but it seems right before the trial, he changed his mind because he fired his third divorce lawyer and changed his whole outlook on the divorce with a new statement and said, I've asked my team to expedite the dissolution of my marriage to Kim so I can put my entire attention onto our beautiful children. Major change of heart from before trying to come up with any reason to keep the divorce going he said he wants to expedite it and you know what i guess he did because today at the hearing kim kardashian was announced legally single she is no longer kkw kkw beauty is no more she's dropped the west from her last name and she's just kim kardashian kanye west and kim kardashian are officially single people that's crazy oh my god i'm i'm so happy for kim in one sense but it's like whoa like kim kardashian is single again like that's wild. like she's been single this whole year but now that she has that freedom and she's a free woman and a single lady it's 
insane and i'm so happy for her it's taken so long it's gonna take a second to get used to like she's literally never gonna be kim kardashian west again now that, that was an era and it is over yay is just well his last name didn't change but kanye west is just a single man again he posted about his new romance they're not confirmed yet but he put um a picture of him and cheney jones the new kim kardashian look like that's his new muse um on his instagram with a photo of tmz saying that they've been hanging out a lot and he put a heart in the caption so he confirmed that they are a romance and a lot of people actually like the new kim kardashian lookalike that kanye west is dating her name is cheney jones she's 24 years old kanye west is 44 i'm not like age like uh being ageist here but that's a big age gap much younger than kim almost 20 years um people actually like her she studied elementary education at the university of delaware and is pursuing her master's in counseling maybe she can help kanye at wilmington university and they're fans because they're saying that she's like the new fresh kim kardashian and i guess just like the younger version of kim kardashian but people are being very ageist and gross someone said the new girlfriend of kanye west is a fresher version of kim kardashian an upgrade exclamation point Someone else said, do y'all know Kanye's girlfriend, Chaney Jones, is a black woman who is in fact educated and y'all call her Kim lookalike. No one wants to look like her. Basically saying that Chaney is better. The last thing we're going to do is say that his lookalike is better than the original Kim Kardashian. That's insane. She's Kim Kardashian. Chaney is Kim Kardashian. It's Kim Kardashian bought off of Shein. Kanye literally probably typed in Kim Kardashian lookalike on Amazon and and ordered her and i'm sorry if you're gonna say she's like educated and a counselor like yes that's very impressive but i don't think there's anything more impressive than creating the biggest entertainment dynasty in maybe you know modern american times and being a lawyer and being a billionaire like there's not really much more impressive than kim kardashian and that's why kanye is so obsessed with her and even though she's now legally single i don't think kanye's just gonna roll over and quit i think what happened was he knew the court was gonna uh declare kim legally single no matter what even with kanye's whole defense so he dropped it and was like you know what i wanted her to be legally single anyway but i don't think that's what he wanted and i don't think he's done i think he has a few more tricks up his sleeve and he's not gonna let kim go that easily what can we learn from this is that you shouldn't even try to force someone to be in a relationship with you because even if it means taking your ass to court to get out of it they will if someone is with you it's because they want to be with you and you should cherish that and be thankful for what you have together and a forceful grasp on someone and an obsession is not love and getting a new girlfriend that looks just like their ex is not love it's it's just obsession ladies utilize your freedom you are not bound to any man you can leave any time you want if it's no longer serving you if you're no longer happy there you choose when you get to leave so i'm so happy kim kardashian is now a free woman i say that i want it want it be free don't fight it fight it but if i'm gonna go for it i'll remember that would have gotten a totally different euphoria if it wasn't for covid and you know what i think i'm thankful for it 
We're going to talk about all the crazy rewrites, the, the three or I think four, four biggest rewrites that were going to happen in this Euphoria season two. If it were not for COVID, there was a whole different season planned. And we're going to say if the, if the season is better off for the rewrites or worse off for the rewrites. Before I get into it, I want to say happy Ash Wednesday in memory of Ashtray. Maybe rub, you know, some jewel pod on your forehead or something maybe some tobacco on your forehead or something celebrate ashtray's life spoilers by the way sorry i just spoiled something spoilers ahead okay so zendaya who's an executive producer actually said the majority of the original season planned was scrapped so the first huge thing that was changed was that in one of the most intense insane scenes of the season when nate held the gun to maddie's head that was considered traumatizing to shoot for Alexa Demi. In the scene, Nate was trying to scare Maddie into giving back a video of his dad, Cal, having sex with Jules. And the jaw-dropping scene ended with Maddie sobbing helplessly in the bed after telling him where to find the disc after he faked out shooting her and himself. Yeah, that'd be crazy for any actor or actress involved. Even if it's acting, that would be so scary. It apparently took two days to shoot because of all the angles with the gun and everything. But that scene was actually never even supposed to happen. What was actually supposed to happen was that Maddie was just going to give Jules the tape back. Because uh, if you remember, Maddie took the tape in the first season. And Maddie knows how fucked up Nate's whole family is. So she was just going to give it back. And Alexa Demi said, there was a moment when I was just going to give the tape to Jules with a letter saying, I think you'd want this. And not say who it was giving to her, but that she would want it back. Which felt really nice for me. And there was a part of me that really wanted to see that happen, she added. But I think the way it goes down keeps the story going and it's drama. So do we think we're better off or worse off for this change in the script? I personally think we're better off. I agree with Alexa Damey. It did add to the whole drama of the Nate Jules Cal situation, which we know escalated and added to the drama of Nate being obsessed with Maddie. So I like that change. The second one is that there's supposed to be a cat sex scene and... Kat's whole storyline this season was apparently her having an eating disorder. So this one is just rumors, but apparently Sam Levinson was pushing for Kat to battle with an eating disorder this season, something that body positive activist Barbie wasn't really comfortable with. And she's supposed to have a sex scene. I'm assuming it was with Ethan, but these may be rumors, but I think they're just true because do you remember that one random scene in the show where Kat was being like yelled at by all the influencers to love herself? I feel like that would have went with the whole eating disorder storyline and maybe why she didn't want ethan was that she was like it was like a some insecurity problem like something about herself that was stopping her from being able to love ethan and we never really got an answer on why she didn't like him but she was always just like not really feeling him until she won the gaslighter of the year award and told him that he she had a brain tumor so she had to break up with him which was very cowardly so i think we're worse off for that not being in the show i don't like the rewrite of cat's storylines being cut i think an eating disorder would go great with Kat's whole character and Euphoria I think is about showing struggles that teenagers go through and them overcoming it so I think that would have been inspiring to see her overcome because it's something that we can all relate to all of us but you know what I mean like we all eat we all want to look good and a lot of people have had eating disorders and I think Kat was like a big beacon for a lot of people in the first season third and lastly is that Fez was supposed to die instead of Ashtray This is the only time COVID has saved someone's life. Apparently, before the rewrites, Fezco was supposed to be the one to die, not Ashtray. Uh, The actor who plays Ashtray revealed that. It was rewritten just before they shot. And I think that 
we are better off for that change. I love Astra and he's so cute and he's crazy and loyal and like a cute little loyal vicious dog and i love him and i'm so sad to see him go but how would have ashtray or even faye continued without fez or how would have fexy continued like everyone's favorite romance um so i feel like ashtray was just a little bit more of an expendable character we wouldn't have gotten to be able to continue with him if fez left but it also makes sense that one of them had to die because of all the trouble they were getting in and ashtray was so volatile and quarrelsome so he kind of, you know, put himself in that situation. Fez was also supposed to die in season one. Like, his life is always on the line. Fez is fighting for his life out here against Sam Levinson. Um, anyway, yeah, Zendaya said, the things that didn't make it definitely needed to die. But let's talk about who was the only cast member who did not yet sign on for season three. And that is, you can probably guess, Barbie Ferreira, who plays Cat. <clears throat> There's major rumors that the whole cast has signed on for season three. And that she is the only one that is hesitant about it and is not sure of her return. I would love, love, love to see Kat back. But if the rumors of her and Sam Levinson's fighting are true, I can understand how she would maybe want to move on, especially if her talents aren't being utilized on the screen. That'd be very frustrating. And if, you know, there's no reason to stay, that's a good reason to go. But hopefully they can make up and give her more screen time. Anyway, what can we learn from this? about the scripts being changed all the time. You need to learn to change and adapt. I think the most successful people in life can adapt to anything thrown their way. Even if it's not what you originally planned for and things change last minute, you have to be ready to face whatever's thrown your way and know that everything will work out for the best. Even if, And if you're a good adapter, you can conquer any of these situations. These actors and actresses prepared a lot for a plot that they thought was going to happen for a year that then got changed, but they still killed it because they're skillful actors who adapted so we can learn from the cast of before you? Tide is rolling in. I don't wanna win. Let it take me. Let it take me. I'll be on my way. How long can I stay? The most relatable, quirky girl on YouTube has announced she is logging off forever. That is right. The queen of YouTube, Emma Chamberlain, with 11 million subscribers plus. She's won Streamy. She's hosted the Met Gala Red Carpet, owns multiple businesses, has decided to quit. She is quitting YouTube. So if you don't know who Emma Chamberlain is, she is the only 20-year-old YouTuber who kind of like revolutionized youtube style vlogs a lot of people have attributed their editing the way emma chamberlain edits so she's made a really big impact on that space she basically just does boring relatable vlogs that are nothing exciting like david dobrik and that's kind of why people have fallen in love with her and she's been doing that since she was about 16 she started in 2017 posting on youtube and then got major success 2018 winning breakout creator of the year but after almost five years six years now of doing this she announced in her podcast that she is done posting on youtube forever this has devastated a lot of fans um people have been 
outcrying with a lot of tweets. Someone said, Emma Chamberlain hasn't posted a video in 10 weeks and I'm struggling. Someone else said, stop invalidating how Emma Chamberlain feels and stop saying all she does is complain. The vibes of the universe have fallen off since Emma Chamberlain has stopped posting on YouTube and people are just saying they can't go on without her. There's a few different reasons about why she is quitting though and I think they're really interesting and like Emma Chamberlain, relatable. So the first reason she said she's quit, she's going to quit is because the workload and the burnout and the constant pressure of basically entertaining millions and having to keep up with the strict schedule. She said, I got to such a dark place in this hamster wheel of being a YouTuber that I said, you know what? I can't do this at all. I need to step back completely. I need to step back and heal from the years and years of burnout and give myself weeks, months, years if I need to, to figure out something that I can do in a healthy way. I know that's going to upset a lot of people, but I think that's one of the most healthy reasons to quit something. If you're literally just not happy doing it anymore and you're experiencing burnout, I think we've all experienced it before and it is not fun and it creeps on you slowly until you realize you're just one day like not being able to get out of your bed. You have like a depressed feeling and it's because of burnout. So I totally respect her for that. That would worry some YouTubers because like if you don't post, you know, the algorithm might not push you anymore. She even said, if I stop uploading, people aren't even going to care anymore. So that was like a big worry for her if she wanted to even continue or not, but she decided not to. Another reason she's quitting YouTube is because she doesn't really see her YouTube brand evolving past where it is. She said, I started to feel really stressed out that this is my job. I don't understand how I ended up here in the first place. So I don't know how I'm supposed to continue it successfully because I don't even know how I got here. She got some backlash saying, why would she leave her fans like that? You know, you kind of develop a parasocial relationship with these people on social media and you get really upset when they leave and you feel abandoned a little like i felt like that when all of my favorite influencers or a few of my favorite influencers have left social media or even like when the kardashians like stopped their show it was like sad i was like what the fuck kardashians like those were my friends so i totally understand that but she's smart she's still doing the podcast and she's still gonna be entertaining us just in different outlets where she can disperse her energy much more productively into new projects that actually excite her so she's doing the podcast she's still doing her coffee business she's still going to do a lot of things in fashion so she's still getting to use her like entertainment gift and platform to sustain a relationship with her fans which i think is amazing where um so like her fans and her wallet will still be happy of course and then um i feel like the goal of social media is to become successful on it and make money off of it and then get off of it and do something bigger and better and make money on a bigger scale. And I think that's what Emma is doing. So I think this is just a good step in the process for her. On the other hand, the Dolan twins, they haven't they they, they kind of did something similar to what Emma Chamberlain is doing now. They're another pair of young YouTubers who were like super successful, super young, and then quit out of nowhere. But they actually quit last year and they haven't posted on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, anything. They were basically just like, we feel burnt out. We're not passionate about this anymore. We're not happy. We're gonna go like find ourselves, but we're never posting again. And they really haven't like they really just dipped and people have had to go on like investigations to even see what they're up to now. They haven't posted since early 2021. So like over a year at this point and someone like accidentally ran into Ethan in Australia. So Ethan Dolan apparently lives in Australia now because his girlfriend lives there. And like, I guess no one has even seen Grayson, but imagine the burnout they had to be experiencing to leave the country or just disappear but I don't really like how the Dolan Twins went about it. Like, it seems affluent, if you ask me. Like, they're just leaving their fans. They had, like, 12 million subscribers and, like, dozens of followers on, dozens of millions of followers on uh, any other social media app. So, 
the fact that they're just like leaving their fans high and dry like that that doesn't scream i love my fans to me and that was kind of a part of their brand it kind of seems rude and like i don't know abandoning in a way not appreciative very ghosting very like a like a toxic boyfriend who tells you they just need space but then never come back so in comparisons to the dolan twins and emma i think emma's going about it in such a better way like her social media burnout such a better way than the dolan twins so what can we learn from this i think this really draws the line between when your passion becomes your job and then becomes just a job where it's not enjoyable it's more important to maintain a passion than a job i can relate to that that's why i only do this podcast three times a week and not five times a week i started posting about pop culture literally just because i thought it was fun and then i blew up and started getting paid and i was like oh i guess this is a job now and then there was moments where i like felt a lot of pressure to keep posting but i know that the passion wouldn't last if i just like drilled myself into it so i get so excited by pop culture still and since i give myself space to have a life and everything i still get so excited to post and do this podcast three times a week instead of five and you know i have a life and my other passion so the balance is still there and the spark is still there so they say do your passion for a living and you'll never work a day in your life but also don't run your passion into the ground One of the Kardashian sisters is going against the brand and not putting the Kardashians first. <gasps> and just two days ago, we were talking about how she doesn't want to be a Kardashian anymore. And that is Kendall Jenner. So Kendall Jenner is partying in Paris this week and she's taking her problematic ways overseas as she was seen out for dinner with a very interesting group that included two of Kourtney Kardashian's exes at the same dinner table. So let me just tell you this group. And first of all, Kendall Jenner lied about her birthday at this dinner. It was not her birthday. Her birthday is in November and she just wanted a free cake. So she made the restaurant bring her like this big ass extravagant cake because she's Kendall Jenner and she could like lie about her birthday. They could have just Googled it though. But yeah, had to lie about her birthday to get the free cake. I'm sure people were hating on her for that. Like, why is this rich bitch trying to get free cake? She's like a runway model too. Like, what is she doing? Lying about your birthday to get free cake is for us poor people, not for you, Kendall. Anyway, the group she was out with was very interesting. First of all, she was with Stassi, Kylie's friend, and then she was with Dominic Fike and Jacob Elordi from euphoria i feel like the euphoria cast is literally everywhere these days they're in everyone's business they're in every news story that comes out so dominic fike and jacob elordi were there so was olivia jade um jacob was sitting real close to kendall jenner though so people were like is jacob too much like his character nate is he gonna she is kendall to cassie and olivia jade who jacob is rumored to be dating was also there like, is Kendall going to steal her? Are they going to get on a fight during a play? What's going to happen? But the last two men who rounded out the table were Eunice Benjamin and Luca Sabat, who were both dating Kourtney Kardashian in the last three years. Eunice and Kourtney dated from 2016. 
um, to the end of 2018. And then Luca, Sabah, and Courtney were dating from 2018 to, we're guessing, the beginning of 2019 when Courtney said that she was single. And she was, Kendall was also seen at like a listening party with Kanye West. So she's just hanging out with all of their exes. Now, this was getting Kendall a lot of hate online, sparking some controversy. Like, why would she hang out with all their exes? They wouldn't do that to her. And that's not very loyal kind of a bad sister kind of sister code that she is breaking having even like an intimate dinner with them i get like going to a listing party and not really seeing connie but inviting them to a dinner and like laughing and having a good time especially because eunice benjamin was like considered even courtney said was like really toxic for him oh no chloe said eunice was really really toxic for courtney and they're not on a good terms anymore and they weren't even allowed to say eunice's name on keeping up with the kardashians ever because he was like that toxic and problematic in their lives so people were saying kendall loki has no loyalty and she was getting like backlash but i think in terms of a few of the men it is fine i don't think you have to like dead an ex after you break up especially if it ended well um like courtney and luca we heard that ended well and they're both friends and everything like that i think it's okay to like just be happy that you tried it with someone and it didn't work out and like having to dead someone after you have talked to them and you guys broke up, it kind of like stigmatizes like even trying to be with someone in the first place. Like, oh, if we break up and it goes down in flames, like we'll never talk again. You know, you can be cordial and still friends. But in terms of Courtney and Eunice, because he was so toxic for her, I don't know if I would want to sit across the table from him and drink. I definitely wouldn't invite him if I were Kendall. Who knows how we got there? Um, it would just seem like a little disloyal like you're gonna treat my sister like that and still think we can hang out i think it's okay to healthily move on and start new relationships as friends with some of your exes but some exes definitely deserve to be punished one ex that got punished this week was tristan thompson who he was like taking a free throw at um one of his basketball games and the people behind the hoop were chanting chloe 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 but he still made the shot so it was lame but yeah, there's definitely no chance of anyone hanging out with him. And if Kendall hangs out with Tristan, that would be a new low for Kendall. This isn't a Kendall hate page, I swear. And oh my God, you guys, I fucked up this week. Remember last week on the podcast, I was saying how Kendall's 818 tequila brand like ripped off another brand and how they stole their intellectual property and how Kendall's brand is a, is a fluke and a, and a joke and thieves. I literally bought 818 this week. <laughs> Me and my friends went to Binnie's and... I wanted to like get my friend Kendall's tequila because he hasn't tried it and it was on sale for it was like a pretty big percentage on sale and I was literally I was looking for 512 the brand that Kendall like ripped off but I couldn't find it so I was like fine I'll just get 818 so I kind of feel like a fake anyway what can we learn from Kendall hanging out with the exes I think uh you can dive into a relationship with someone and not feel bad about trying to see if it will work out and see if you're meant to be without having to worry if there'll be a disastrous end you know exes are a big part of your life and if you can still be friends afterwards, I think you absolutely should be. There's nothing saying that you have to have a bad breakup. But you know we have something so good. So I'm wondering, can we still be friends? Uh, can we still be friends? Uh, Doesn't have to end. Uh, and if it ends, can we be friends? Okay, well, thank you for tuning into Pop Culture University today. I had the best time hanging out with you guys. Um, now with my Wednesday, I have to go get my car from the mechanic. So 
that's what I'm going to go be doing. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day. If you got any value out of this, please rate the podcast five out of five stars on Spotify. You're already here. And then on Apple Podcasts, post it on your Instagram story. I reply to everyone who does that to help push it. We're not going to review today because it has been a long episode, but you know what we learned. Hopefully you took some notes, some mental notes, and you got the tea. So enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great week. Uh, I love you guys, and I will see you Friday. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.